you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week, um, in the midst of our conversation, we were kicking back a lot of ideas, and the the idea that kind of just stuck um, with us was the idea of talking about how to handle grief in the midst of this uh, global pandemic. And um, I know Zach, uh, you've you've had to to wrestle with some of that, and and I have as well. And so Zach, um, as you think about that, how are, how are some ways you're coping or helping people cope with grief in the midst of this uh, global pandemic? Yeah, so so grief for me has been really interesting just throughout my life in general, but uh, the last few weeks, um, it has, grief has been at the forefront of everything that, that we're doing, um, not only as, as a pastor and what we're leading our churches through, but also as a dad, as a husband, as a person in our community, um, you know, watching our kids not be able to finish out school and see their friends and tell their teachers bye. Um, the grief of them being at home and having to do school and uh, Michael and I not getting the time that we had, uh, not getting the time that we enjoyed with our children because now we're doing school and, and all of these things, right? And then you compound it with the grief of the church of, of being uh, a digital church in these moments and not having the, the tangible things of the sanctuary. Uh, and then you compound that with, are we coming back? And then you throw things in like death. What happens when you have a death in the community? Um, and how do we grieve in these ways? And then in the Methodist world, as we begin to move pastors around, how do we as pastors and, and, and lay people uh, grieve and celebrate uh, our pastor that we are uh, helping move on and uh, celebrate our new pastors coming in? And so grief has been, for me, at the forefront of, of everything that's been going on in the last 12 or so weeks, and how do we process that? How do we uh, do this uh, grief differently when we can't come together? Because um, that's what we do as people. When we're grieving, we come together, whether it's for a funeral, whether it's for a party to celebrate and, and, and grieve our pastor or somebody leaving our community, um, whether it's the end of the year for, um, for our kids at school and ice cream parties and, and field days and things like that, graduations, right? Those are something that we're grieving deeply right now, these milestones in our uh, youth and young adults' lives. And I think a lot of what we're not doing is allowing ourselves to grieve in, in healthy ways, right? I, I think we're all naming it of I'm sad. Uh, something's not right. Something's different here. Um, but we don't, we don't know how to grieve on a good day sometimes. And you throw a wrench in it like COVID-19 and we really don't know how to do this. And so I think it's an important conversation to talk about, talk about grief. And, and, and naming it is almost half the battle. I don't have an answer on how to process it and process it well. I think it's different for each person, but naming it for me has been the healthiest thing I could do in these moments. I want to suggest if you're grieving to seek professional help. Mm -hmm. and, and I say that because I think it's the healthiest thing you can do 
because the professional health people will help you through the, the grieving process. And, and, and that's even if you're grieving, like if you feel like, like if you feel like, oh, me missing church or missing out on whatever, like that's not worthy of a conversation, it is. And because if you don't name it, if you don't claim it, it piles up. And so as, this, as, as we enter in this time, like I, I posted a day on my Facebook, like today was the day, today's the day that I would, on my normal calendar, I would have been ending annual conference and it would have been announced that I'm coming back for year four at Tahlequah United Methodist Church. And, and that was me grieving that, 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 that loss of that time. I mean, I, I annual conference for me is, is an opportunity to gather with my brothers and sisters and, 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 and a whole bunch of people I love and care for. And we celebrate and we laugh and we mourn, you know, we mourn those that have passed. And this year we lost some saints that I got to know, that I've gotten to know. I've been around long enough now that, you know, that memorial service for me is, is very powerful now. The, the retirement service, like those things, like, I, I mean, and, and so like, so let that out and, and to be able to talk with someone about that, I want to encourage you to do that for your well-being, because that's going to be the way that we make it through this and, and make it through grief is we've got to process our grief. You've got to provide a space to process your grief. If you just hold it in, it will accumulate because you're going to have, we're going to have more days of grief. You will. It's part of life. Grief is part of a journey that we live. You know, we, we, we lose people, we lose things, things adjust, things change. And naming that and claiming that is one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself. And, and the reason why I say professional help, I never really understood this until like, the, really it's been a year now. It's almost been a year. Um, I denied it. I, I, you know, I was like, I'll get a counselor. I, you know, I had a um, spiritual advisor and a spiritual advisor is one thing they were able to attend to my spiritual issues, but I had some grief issues I needed to attend to. And the only way I was ever going to attend to that was actually getting some professional help and seeking a counselor. And I have a wonderful counselor. Um, I, you know, I look forward to meeting with her um, when I do. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to encourage people to do that because it will help you process your grief. Um, and uh, we just, I encourage you to do that because that's how you move forward. And, and I think about it in the time of COVID, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm preparing right now after um, we record, after this all gets recorded and, and uploaded, I'll be preparing for my first funeral in the midst of the pandemic. And uh, it was not someone that passed away because of the pandemic. It was someone who passed away of, of, of older age. And she was a saint of the church and had to telling, having to tell my church that we can't meet uh, in our facility to provide worship, to celebrate her life was really difficult. And I've had to like process that. I've, you know, called and talked to, to people I need to and, and being able to process that. But I also know in order for us to keep people safe, we have to do it this way. And, and there's a lot of reasons behind that, but you know, we're going to have a great celebration of life and we're going to try to live stream, you know, we're going to try to do it right and do her right and honor her life. But, and we'll do something later. Like our plan is like, we're going to take a Sunday. We're going to honor her. It's going to be Betty Sunday and we'll just have Betty Sunday and it will be what it will be. Um, and so I want to encourage those that are grieving one, seek professional help. Two, surround yourself with people that you that love and care for you that will allow you that space. And because if you don't, it will consume you and it won't allow you, it, it will make this time even harder. Right. And and I am uh <laughs> the Bechtold family is a, a huge proponent of uh seeking professional help. Uh three three and a half of the five of us that live in this house uh 
do that on a regular basis. And it has been so vital uh, to our overall health um, and relationships in our family uh, from top to bottom over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that I would do, encourage you, all of us to do, is not belittle anybody else's grief. Um, if we're not going through the grief of missing a graduation because that's not what's going on in our family, don't belittle the people who are. Uh, you know, and that's just simply an example because that's where I found myself of, why are we worried about graduations, uh, but I'm not there, you know? And, and I, I totally get that I'm missing this milestone in my life. And I sometimes have to reframe, oh yeah, you've been there. Don't diminish their joy. Don't diminish their grief and being able to celebrate this. Um, and we do that so often of we're not in their shoes. We're not having to go through that. So we belittle it. We diminish it. We, we compartmentalize it over here so we don't have to deal with it. And that's taking the permission away from the people around us to grieve the things they need to grieve. And so let us allow ourselves to give ourselves permission to grieve, uh, to find that help. Uh, like Matt said, oh my God, professional help is so, so um, beneficial and needed. And um, whatever is holding you back from that, if there's a stigma, a stereotype, a whatever, here's your permission to go and find that help and, and find out for yourself what that means for you. Um, if the people around you are grieving and you don't understand, be a shoulder, be an ear, don't say a word, just be a presence for them and let them grieve uh, and find those places and people that you can grieve with as well. And I think that that's really, like if you don't, if you have a friend who's suffering or is going through grief, the best thing you can do for them is be an unanxious presence. But you know, that's a lot of all of, all of our life and all of our ministry, whatever we do, like, you know, a lot of our work really is being that unanxious presence and just providing a sense of peace and calm for people in the midst of the storms of their life. And, and so like, it's okay if you don't have the answers to their problems, it's okay if you don't have the answers to the grief, just listen and you don't have to fix them. Yep. Um, and, and that, that's hard. I mean, I'm, tend to be a fixer. I understand that. Um, but I'm also learning part of my growth has been just to listen and be present with people. Um, and, and want to encourage you to do that in the, in the season that we're in right now. And so, you know, pay attention to those who are grieving and, and cause you have them around, I guarantee it. There's somebody in your family that's grieving something and just, you know, walk with them, you know, if they really need help, you know, if you, you know, encourage them to seek professional helping, say it's okay. Um, we need to destigmatize the stigma of, of counseling because I think it has such a negative stereotype that that's the big hindrance of people wanting to go to professional help. It's the same thing with like men not wanting to go to the doctor because it doesn't make them feel that, you know, there's a sense of masculinity that gets, I guess, taken away. I mean, granted, I go to the doctor all the time, but <laughs> I'm not afraid of that. Um, but I think well, being and, aware of that is, right. is key. Well, and that's the thing that the, the we, we talk about the stereotype or the stigma that goes along with, um, with mental health and counseling and professional help, but there's that same stigma of grieving uh, of you've got to be strong. You got to hold it together. You can't cry. You can't do this. You can't feel these things. And that's garbage. Um, those are the things that hold our hearts heavy and don't allow us to be human. Uh, and a very human part of this life is grieving. And so giving that room for, to let all of that other toxic crap go that 
makes us feel bad or guilty or shameful, let it go and simply allow yourself and the people around you that space to grieve in the ways that they need to. So I want you to hear this before we close today. You'll make it through and it'll be okay. It may be rough, but you'll make it through because you're not alone. God is with you in every step and every breath that you take. And I, and I, I need you who are listening to hear that. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.